Welcome back to the Come Get Your Flowers podcast. I'm your host, Deonie Genti. We're continuing our week-long celebration of Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo, also known as the Neptunes. We hope you enjoy this just as much as we did making it. Let's start with our final guest. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back with Come Get Your Flowers. I'm your host, Deonie Genti. We're here to get the Neptunes their flowers. And man, I got a special guest, another special guest. He is a new staff writer for Vibe Magazine and an editor-in-chief for In Search of Magazine. Mr. Pot Spidey with the pen himself, Mark Antonio Griffin is in the building. What's up, bro? What's going on, man? That introduction is fire for like i'm like i walked out of madison square garden or something this is awesome listen man i gotta i gotta make sure i give everybody a special introduction man because you know you do a lot of great stuff man with vibe and in search of magazine but more importantly the reason why we're here is that because you're a big neptune's fan you know so i had to have you on the show thank you so much for being here bro thanks for having me man it's an honor of course, of course. So let me ask you this. When was the first time you heard a Neptune's produced song? The first time? Um, I, I think it might have been uh, like 2000, maybe 2001. Um, actually, I found out about or heard a Neptune song by way of my big sister. Uh, shout out Sherelle. Um but I don't think she consciously steered me in that direction or maybe she did. I don't know. But I remember she had a copy of SWV's new beginning mm. and dropped in 1996. And I remember consciously like hearing it in like uh, 2000, 2001. And um, I was reading the liner notes, probably in her dorm room. Um, and I was reading the liner notes of the CD. And that's where I saw like the Neptune's name, attached to uh the production credit of use your heart and um that was always like one of my favorite songs because i just love how just sort of like euphoric the production is you know it has that the the the, the roots of the neptune sound um but something about it just kind of sounds like you're eating a star you know what i mean it, it yeah. feels just so otherworldly um in nature um, and then from there, um, my childhood was basically shaped by them. You know, like I was born in 1994 and uh, they dominated the charts in 90 or 2003, 2004. So for like a decade, they were planting the seeds for their domination. So um, but yeah, to answer your question, yeah, Use Your Heart by SWV. That yeah. was one of the first joints. Yeah, that's crazy. Speaking of SWV, a lot of people uh, don't really talk about Pharrell's contributions to SWV. You know, he was working under Teddy Riley at that point. Riley, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So, you know, I didn't even know about it until I think maybe that Nardwar interview when he was shot where he was like, how did you know this stuff? So <laughs> I think uh, one of my favorite SWV songs is uh, Right Here. So oh. I didn't know I didn't know that was Pharrell when he's like S the W. Yeah, man. Yeah, I didn't know that was him uh, until like years later after the fact. I was like, damn, like he's so like deep rooted, not only in just like 
hip hop, but just in R and B and just music in general, like yeah. it's it's kind of insane, honestly. So, like I said, um, you know, you have uh, you're the editor in chief in In Search of Magazine, um, mm-hmm. and obviously that's a uh, paying tribute to NR NERD's debut album, which I'm pretty sure holds a special significance for you, and yeah. obviously inspired the name of your magazine. So, how does that album's essence continue to shape the narrative and mission of In Search of Magazine? Well, uh, you know, much like that album, how it paid homage to another thing that inspired them. I wanted to keep that going um, in regards to like nerd culture and whatnot, because I know uh, I think his name is Leonard Nimroy um, from Star Trek. Uh, He had like a show, a sci fi show around. um, And I know Pharrell and Chad were like super big fans of that. So that's why they named their album after that. So I wanted to keep that going because I'm a, you know, huge nerd just like them um but the essence of it to answer your question the essence of it is um really based in discovering and artist discovery and finding new music quote unquote old and new or artists or creatives or whatever have you and just like falling in love with it bigging it up putting on a platform and um drawing eyes to it you know in search of the album it's like a, a hodgepodge of genres. You know, you got yeah. rock, you got um, alternative, you got pop sensibilities, punk, hip hop. Um, there's even like some some dance influence in there. And much like that, my, my website is, you know, dedicated to everything and anything in music, just trying to branch and, and, and find things that really captivate and 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 draw on that essence and that energy of what it means to be in search of the next hottest shit. So yeah, man, that's that's definitely where it came from. That's where it goes. And hopefully, I'm I'm doing my my uh, my just do on on keeping that spirit of live of of like, yo, I know you guys are looking for new music. I know you're looking for new artists. You can just come on this site. You can find something new that maybe you haven't heard before or maybe you haven't heard in a while and maybe it's old to them but maybe it's new to you so as long as I can do that and give people um you know a platform to be themselves authentically like NERD did for me um then that's that's all I can hope for no absolutely you're doing amazing with In Search Of magazine and just speaking of the album In Search Of do you remember the first time you heard that album or even the first time you bought it what was the how did you feel listening to it what were the emotions like when you first heard the album so, you know, as you know, uh, NERD, or maybe you don't know, or the audience, maybe they don't know. Yeah, maybe um, they don't know. In Search Of came out in uh, 2002 in America, mm-hmm. but it came out in 2001 in Europe, because um, that's where Khaleesi's, I believe, Wonderland did amazing numbers. So they were like, yeah, we're going to drop this over there. Um, but you have to remember at that time, there wasn't like a Lupe fiasco. Right. Uh, It wasn't a college dropout, late registration, Kanye West. And also at that point, A Tribe Called Quest dropped their final album in 1998. So seeing or hearing something that was like more relatable to what I prefer now or maybe would have have liked then, um, maybe considered by some people um, in comparison to like the popular music at that time as maybe alternative blackness. it wasn't at the forefront of the culture at the genre. So uh, in search of arrives, right? And I just remember listening to it in 2002, 2003, 
second, third grade. It's a dirty version. Mm. And um, I remember listening to Tape You. And man, my mom was so tight, bro. She was so upset. <laughs> <laughs> she was so upset. Um, because I didn't, I mean, I kind of had a, a, an idea that the song was about, you know, a threesome and and a guy, uh, Shay, the, the, the loose story is Shay is invited by these two girls to have a threesome or whatever. Yeah. 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 And he wants to tape them. And um, at the time, I'm just listening to it, second to third grade. And I'm like, bro, I don't know what this instrument is. Now I know it's like a synthesizer, rose piano type of thing. But mm. this instrument sounds sick, bro. This is so good. I'm turning this up. And, you know, my mom heard the lyrics and, you know, I had to had to return that CD. <laughs> you returned the CD? <laughs> I had to return the CD. And I ended up like getting... You bought it and had to return it back. Well, I got it from the library. Oh, you so got it like from the library, the public library. Yeah, okay, okay. I can okay. rent it from the library, so I had to return that. And I had to get the clean version. So I got the clean version. And um, it, it still was fire, but it just didn't hit the same because yeah. I, I needed that full... Like, I needed to know what Pharrell was writing, what Chad was lacing these... Like, why, why they were saying these things and how they were saying them. I needed that full experience. Um, but anyways, yeah, Tape You was definitely, like, the first song. And I think maybe... Uh, Rockstar, mm. that, that might have been up there as well. Um, very rebellious in nature, and that definitely. Um, I was getting bullied at that time. Um, yeah. like like wearing like Marvel T-shirts tucked into my jeans and whatnot, and I had like really strange looking cookie bush, and yeah, I was just. But I found solace in that album, and um, that Rockstar song, that shit, it gave me that rebellious energy I needed um to to rebel in in private because i was definitely too scared to step up to any bully yeah. so so in search of really kind of helped you personally when it came to dealing with like those things at school such as bullying and being teased because you may have yeah. felt like d different than the other kids in terms of just your personality and stuff like that and what you liked yeah for sure like um there's a there's a number of other things that played into me realizing my my energy my strength and you know the 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 beauty of how i look because that's uh, pretty much what I was getting teased for. Like I was born in Louisiana and I was a military brat. So I was moving wow. all over the place. And then um, I grew up in Buffalo, New York. Uh, so I got there when I was like seven, eight. And so I was talking differently than, you know, all the other kids. Like I had an accent at that time and I had a really strong lisp as well. So a Southern-esque accent with a lisp, and Buffalo niggas like, whoa, hey, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, whoa, whoa, what's wrong? With, what's up with this nigga? Like, yeah. you know, so I was just like, y'all there talking like juvenile and them, God yeah, damn. You know what I'm and I had a list, so it, it didn't. That wasn't nah. So, um, along with other factors that helped me, you know, uh, really realize who I was, like my father and you know my grandfather and Spider Man. Um, NERDs in search of definitely helped me feel like. I could be my authentic self whenever I was ready to, because at that time I wasn't ready to own that. But whenever I was ready to take that step and walk through that door of being my authentic self, I feel like in search of um, was a foundation for that for sure. No, that's 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 dope, man. And you was just talking about how, like you said, during that time, like N.E.R.D. with that album was, you know, kind of like an alternative, you know, alternative music, music that you feel like, you know, people would not listen to specifically maybe like black people you know they'll be like turn that weird shit off kind of shit right but exactly. 
But what's funny about that is that it's because, I mean, Neptunes were already, I mean, like you said, Neptunes was already making popular music even prior to the In Search Of, right? They already had hits. You know, I Just Want to Love You. They had Super Dub. All, like, all these hit songs were already out before In Search Of. So, like, you know, it's funny how you say that, but, you know, and on the other side, they're still making the hits that all of us like. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know. It's just interesting. And, you know, you brought up Spider-Man. I can tell that Spider-Man is, a, like, a huge part of your life. You know, Marvel right. is a huge part of your life. If you had to compare the Neptunes to any kind of superhero, it could be a duo or just, like, a solo superhero, who would you compare them to and why? Mm, that is a fantastic question. Um, I would... Hmm. I don't know. I would, I mean, I guess I would compare them to like a Spider-Man, to mm. be honest. You know what I'm saying? Because the way that they sort of like look at things, right? They, the human, okay. So one of the biggest reasons why I think the Neptunes deserve their flowers, to answer your question with an answer to like the overarching thing. Yeah. Is their humanity. Mm. I love the human aspect of Chad Hugo and Pharrell. Like you can literally feel the empathy, the sympathy, the emotion and compassion in their music, in the chords, in the arrangement, in the like. Have you ever listened to Margarita by Sleepy Brown and uh, Big Boy? Yeah, I've heard a song. The bridge on that song has just as much emotion as any part of the song with actual lyrics. And it's just a bridge. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. there's something about that that sort of resonates with me, just like, you know, Spider-Man does, where the whole idea of Spider-Man is, one, anybody can be Spider-Man because that's the point of why you can't see his skin color. Two, um, it's about, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. We all, we all know. Um, so it's, it's the basic implementation of one representation two empathy, compassion, but understanding that if you do blow up or if you do mark yourself as the man in the household, mark yourself as like a leader amongst men, whatever, or women, whatever, um, you have a responsibility to do right by these people. And I feel like the responsibility that Pharrell and Chad have had for so long and maybe maybe they're weighed down by it. I don't know. I have no idea. But they just kind of, you know, take it as they go. Chad is more reclusive than Pharrell. Yeah. Pharrell is usually the one that, that's going to take the bullet for the Neptunes. He's going to be out there. He's going to do all the things. He doesn't, he's not going to say, yo, Chad, he's going to be like, yo, I'll go do it. It's okay. Yeah. Um, and I feel like even in that thing, in that relationship and that dynamic, that's really, that's just really fucking cool. And I feel like that's such a Spider-Man-esque thing for both of them. Um, Chad will make magic. He doesn't need the credit, but his name is going to be attached to it because that's how music works. But he doesn't need the credit. I don't need, need to be in the videos and everything like that. But you're going to get this saxophone. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get this keyboard arrangement. And I'm going to aspire to inspire another generation of kids to maybe do it better than I did. 
And um, that's just basically what I see in them. And because of that, I, I definitely would compare them to like a Spider-Man where it's not all about the glory. It's not all about like, you know, how many people I didn't saved. If I saved this old woman from getting hit by a car or if I saved Mary Jane from being tossed out of a building for the millionth time today from Venom. You know what I mean? That's not that's not what it's about. It's really just about inspiring and helping people and it's a very spider-man-esque way to look at the neptunes for show i like that answer i like the answer yeah <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna actually go i'm gonna take i'm gonna say a different answer i'm gonna I'm participate i'm gonna say static shock i don't know why static shock uh, something feels something in me feels like i want to compare the neptunes to static shock i don't know i don't know why i mean he i mean i feel like he has the qualifications that you listed you know representation right Empathy mm-hmm. uh, and sympathy. Uh, I feel like the production and Status Shock's superpower, they're kind of like both very unique in their own way, right? Whereas like, you can't, I mean, it it can never be duplicated, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe for Status Shock, yeah, because anybody, but I feel like with Status Shock is just so unique. And I feel like the Neptunes is unique in their own way, whereas like no one sounds like them. Yeah. I don't think that's a really a superhero in the sense like Static Shock. When I was growing up, there wasn't a superhero like Static Shock in my eyes. Like I didn't really know about a Black Panther like that. But when I was watching TV, I was watching Static Shock for sure yeah. on CW. I think it was on CW or Fox for Kids, one of the two. Yeah, but yeah, yeah Fox, Fox Kids. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's who I would compare it to. But Spider Man definitely an amazing comparison. I was I wasn't as uh, it doesn't sound as beautiful as how you put it. But hey, that's my comparison. <laughs> Um, but speaking of in search of just to tap in a little bit more on the album, um, uh, what is your absolute favorite song on that debut album for NERD? Um so okay, so to be fair and truthful, my favorite thing about In Search of are I guess are the moments. Mm. Right. So um I think it's Bobby James. At the end of Bobby James, there's like a hidden song. Yeah, yeah. It's gorgeous. I literally, I say this every single time someone asks me to describe how it sounds. And I'm like, bro, it literally sounds like you're skateboarding on hot lava through outer space on the dopest skateboard you could find. Yeah. It's like you're you're embossed. You look like Silver Surfer. That's how yeah. crazy you look out there. But like that's that's what that song feels like. The second half of Bobby James feels like, um, stay together. The harmony of the, the chorus, mm-hmm. um, the melody, it's so unctuous. It's, it's just so beautiful. Like it's something gooey about it where it literally keeps the song together. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, um, it's like that tone painting, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's really, interesting or text painting um it's really interesting how they how they i'm not sure if they you know went in with the intention to do that but the gooeyness of that the, the melody and the harmony in which pharrell sings um the chorus to stay together literally keeps the song together it's so sick um but if i had to choose one it would probably be like run to the sun that i was gonna choose that one run to the sun that was my favorite i, I love that song man that song is too good i remember um me and my wife were like just driving around and um when we lived in buffalo 
And uh, unlike New York City, you can actually see nature out there. So uh, no, no offense to New York City at all, yeah. but it's the facts. So we were driving near, it was like a field of flowers or something like that. I mean, it was like summer and you can see like the sunset in the, the distance or whatever. And man, and Run to the Sun was on and um, it was just, it was just beautiful. It's like it was like one of the most beautiful days of my life. It was gorgeous. And I was I'm honored that that song was on and just so happened to be playing on shuffle. But it's just it just feels so good. So I I I'd probably have to say run to the sun for sure. No, same here. That's that song's amazing. But going from picking your favorite song from the In Search of album, I want to ask you, what's your favorite song produced by the Neptunes? I know this is going to be hard. There's so many, but. You can even pick a couple, like three or five, but if you had to, if you could pick one, that's fine. But what is your favorite song produced by the Neptunes? Oh, that's easy. Um, like I Love You, Justin mm -hmm. Timberlake. Okay. First of all, Justify. Yeah, you said album. Justify, yeah. I've heard all your tweet that you say it's a classic. You know what I'm saying? That is, look, people, people don't know as much as I would like them to know. They need to know. That Justified album. Rock, like I know Rock Your Body is a hit, everybody know, but listen to that song. If I, I know it was uh it was written for uh Michael Jackson. The whole you, album was supposed to be it, it was supposed to be Michael, and you can hear it. Um, but just the arrangement in which Chad went in and he put those chords together mm -hmm. on uh Like I Love You and, and the Rock Your Bodies and Take It From Here. Oh my god. The the bridge on Take It From Here is an orgasm. That shit is gorgeous, <laughs> bruh. It's gorgeous. Like, what are we talking about? Um, so those songs are dope. Uh, Steal Away, Mary J. Blige. Mm. That's a lot of niggas don't know about that song. That joint is crazy. Yeah, that, that joint is crazy. That shit is fire. One of my that is my favorite Mary J. Blige song of all time. Mm. Love that joint. Um and then uh, Frontin', obviously, that is one of my favorite songs of all time. Um, and then I would have to probably say, oh, uh, shit, what is that? Oh, what is that song? It's by Khalees. Caught, caught, out, caught out there? No, 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 no. Hold on, give me one second. No, nah, go ahead, go ahead. Shooting Stars? Mm, stars? Maybe. It might be shooting. It's shooting stars. Yeah, yeah. Shooting stars from Wonderland. Okay, okay, okay. I love that shit, bro. That song is so good, bro. It's so good. Nah, it's really good. So, good. so yeah, those are those are probably my um, those are probably my favorite produced. Oh, and um, use your heart, obviously. Okay, yeah. SWV, SWV. Okay, those are, those are probably my favorite. And then honorable mentions, touch um hey yeah, banger yeah banger bro touches oh so good i just want to love you fire yeah uh, super thug crazy it's mm -hmm. weird it sounds like no nobody has ever come close to replicating that it's weird yeah. as hell it's amazing but for some reason it works it, just, it works bro um the i'm not sure if they had a hand in it but it was featured on the clones so I gotta imagine they did the uh by the high speed scene. It's a song called the IROC Z song. 
Mm. Fire. I was obsessed with that song. They're a rock band, but um, I, I definitely feel like Pharrell and Chad were maybe in the studio when they were doing that. Um, but damn, I, I used to love that song when I was a kid. Um, what else? Uh, the Feds watching. Mm. Banger. Banger. I'd be fresh as hell. The Feds. Yep. Banger, bro. Um, these niggas is these niggas is fire, bro. <laughs> uh, these niggas is crazy. Nah, they uh, are, man. Uh, that joint with Beanie Man and Maya, like it's just the, the oh list, yeah yeah. Come on, man. On and on and on, and I just Margarita, Sleepy Brown, Big Boy. That's one of my favorite songs ever. And by the way, yeah. you you talking about uh, Girls Dem Sugar, right? Yes, yeah. that's what it is. Girls Dem Sugar. Um. And like I said, Margarita by Sleepy Brown, Big Boy, um, yeah, it's um, it's a, it's a, it's 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 a lot. It's a lot, a lot, man. But you got you got a nice list. That's a nice little playlist right there. If you want to talk about it, you know, you know yeah. I have my, I actually have my own Neptune's playlist. I can only imagine how long that is. <laughs> Bruh, hold on, it is. Damn, it is 170 songs. Oh, wow. That's probably more than 20 hours at that point. <laughs> oh, no. Wait a minute. That's a different playlist. Okay. Oh. This, this, the Neptune Sound playlist uh, has 67 songs. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah. yeah that's dope. Nah, you was talking about Justified, man. I can't only... I I, I was talking to somebody else about this. I, I can't... I, I can only... I, I can't even imagine what it would have been like if Michael Jackson actually laid his vocals down on all that production, like that would have been otherworldly. Oh, wait, it just came to me. Wait, hold on. Number one by Pharrell. From, from, uh, Kanye West. Yeah. In my mind. Yeah. yeah. Harder, harder, better, faster. Um, The remix, the Neptune's remix. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Fire. Fuck all night by Jay-Z. Fire. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. They're coming to me now. Yeah. They come. Let it loose. By yeah. Wallet, Fire, Crush by Solange. What are we talking about? What are we talking about, bro? Talking we talking about, bangers. We talking hits, Kitty right? Cat, Kitty Cat by Beyonce. Beyonce. Crazy. It's crazy. We're talking bangers. We're talking hits, classics. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. like, I mean, I mean, and you met one half of the people, one and a half of the person, you know, one half of the duo that has made those classics, right? You met Pharrell twice. A lot of people yeah. can't say they met Pharrell twice. You've met Pharrell twice. So can you share like a memorable moment or insight from those encounters that deepened your appreciation for the Neptunes as both artists and individuals? And also too, like, just talk about the stories about how you talk about the first time you met Pharrell and like how you were feeling prior to actually meeting him. All right. Yeah. So um, I had to do, it was like my first assignment for uh, Vibe Magazine. Wow. And, uh, your first yeah. assignment for Vibe is to meet <laughs> Pharrell. And I'm pretty sure you're like, wait, are you, y'all, y'all serious right now? Bruh, it was like my first, yeah, my first, yeah, it was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was crazy. So like the, the, the first, the first big one was the um, NBA 2K22 House of, uh, House of Hoops, House of, I can't remember, House of Greatness, something like that. And, um, but I, I had to be like, chaperone and watched um so this was like my first solo mission and it was pretty cool um it was the assignment was to go to the bronx and this is back when i was living in buffalo to go to the bronx um and i had to cover billionaire boys club night at the yankee stadium Mm -hmm. and um 
I had never been to Yankee Stadium one. I had never met Pharrell, but he has been, you know, somebody I admired for my whole life. Um, and I had never been to a major league baseball game. Yeah. Let alone met anybody from Billionaire Boys Club, a brand that I loved since I was a kid. And I my, you know, my family just couldn't afford to buy a $70 t-shirt or a $50 <laughs> t-shirt and a $99 hoodie. So couldn't get couldn't get that. Um, anyways. I fly there. Um, my fiance then at the time, we both get a, a, a hotel room. We chilling or whatever, killing time. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm kind of nervous. because I'm like, yo, I don't know how this is going to go. What if he's a dickhead? Like, what if Pharrell is a dickhead? Bro? They, they like, say never meet your idols, right? <laughs> idols. So that was just running through my mind. But, you know, I, I realized like, yo, I... I am in control of whatever happens, essentially. Like I, if he is a dickhead, I could, you know, flip it in a way to where it's it's great and it will still be a great experience. Um, I can manifest the experience that I want in, in my mind, um, as he said. So um, it's time I get there. I get an Uber. I go to Yankee Stadium and um, I meet up with my boy, Arturo. Uh, he's from Getty Images, sick ass photographer. And we're both just like talking about Pharrell or whatever. It's, it's a good time, you know. Um, we finally get into Yankee Stadium. We go through this secret tunnel underneath the stadium that like uh, superstars and everything and different teams and different celebrities use. Um, I'm like, yo, I'm I'm not from here. I don't know what's going on. It's just crazy. <laughs> um, and little old me, little old Mark Griffin from the east side of Buffalo is getting this opportunity. So I'm about to make the most of it. We come out of the tunnel, we come up and like the sky is gorgeous. It was like raining, but it's it's August 22nd, 2022. So the sky is gorgeous because prior it was just raining, but then the rain kind of stopped. And so the, the sun was peeking out of these like smoky, gray, silverish clouds. And then you can see like the the ray of like a rainbow in the sky. So I'm like coming up. And I can see that. I kid you not. My first thought was, God is with me. This is about to be the, one of the best days of my life. Yeah. I'll turn the corner with the group that I'm with, because it was like a bunch of journalists and whatnot. I turn the corner, get on the field, and I see another big group on the field. All these people in like dress shirts and whatnot, ties and things like that. And then I see this man wearing a bbc t-shirt navy blue he's wearing his human race kicks and he's wearing some blue shorts and a little ball cap his human human race ball cap and i'm like the first thing i said out loud literally was like that's pharrell like that's that's <laughs> all i could say that was literally all i could say i yeah. was like I felt like eight-year-old Mark was like kind of speaking through me and experiencing this through me. So it was just kind of like a, it was a bizarre um, inner situation going on. So I walk down and um, as I get closer to the group, I can see his face and he's not, he's not looking like he's having a good time. And I'm like, oh shit. Damn. He's about to be crazy. But then I put two and two together and I looked at all the reporters. We're all white. And they were all looking like they were asking questions about sports. 
but I was like, they're not asking him about BBC yeah. and how it moves in tandem with the lifestyle of sports like baseball like the American Japanese connection, like the Nigo and Pharrell collect. They didn't yeah. not knowing about that. So I was like, I got my angle. I know yeah. how to knock this nigga off his feet. So I approach him and then um, like the handshake I posted on social media uh, of me and him. And um, I was like, yo, what's going on? P a uh, huge fan. And he saw my hat and he sh- extended his hand so hard out. It was just like, yeah oh yeah nah, i'm in there bro in I'm there, in there. Yeah. <laughs> and so ah. i just started asking him like a series of questions of just like things that i've always wanted to know and um i had to catch myself because that's not what i was there for yeah but i i asked him about justified i asked him about the 20th anniversary of clones i asked him about the 20th anniversary of in search of i asked him about if he had any solo music coming he kind of hinted at some stuff coming. And um, then I started asking him about, you know, BBC and the collaboration with the Yankees and how it parallels the, you know, working partnership and friendship of Nigo and Pharrell. And right then and there, eyes lit up. His eyes, like, ballooned. That's how you know, I got him. <laughs> got him. And he was like, uh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, nobody asked me that since I've been here, man. No, can you believe that? And I was like, uh, you know, I cannot believe that. That's crazy. Why mm-hmm. would they not ask you about me? But in your sure? head, you're like, I can't believe it because I saw it coming. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's crazy, but I can definitely believe that. But that is crazy. Wow. So I just let him do his thing. And then when he was talking, and this is what I was talking about earlier about um, the humanity of Pharrell and Chad, which I think is the most endearing part about it i saw a bead of sweat just like drip down his face and um i had never seen this man sweat in my life Mm -hmm. why would i have what in what position would i have seen that you know what i'm saying like in a music video maybe but there are never any music videos where he's sweating that i know of um maybe on stage performing but i mean they're not gonna hone in on him sweating so I was just like, it it, it kind of took me aback. Like, wow, he's a human being like me. And he was like, yeah, uh, excuse me, man. It's hot out here, man. You you hot? And I was like, yeah, I had a big black jacket on. I had the bait jacket on. Mm-hmm. It was black. And it was, the humidity was killing me. I didn't know that New York was that uh, humid. And I was like, yeah, it's pretty hot. He's like, yeah, man, I'm sweating. So I don't want to dab it too much. You don't want to mess with that human race. And I was like, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And I was just like, yo, wow, he's a human being. But then he was like, um, he got some napkins from his uh, uh, assistant or whoever was there. I think, I don't want to say assistant because I don't want to belittle that woman. Um, But I will say it was somebody from BBC and um, they handed him some napkins. Yeah. And he had some napkins and he was like, yo, do you need one? And I was just like, nah, I'm good, man. I'm I'm good. I'm I'm straight. And he's like, all right, but I'm a, I'm gonna put these in my pocket. Let me know if you need one. And I was just like, he's normal. <laughs> like, like it was it was something small like that that just kind of like this nigga is nicer than what I could even imagine. Like, and it's something small, but it's the small things t- to someone like me. Like I'm I'm meeting my idol for the first time, and he's accommodating me. You know what I'm saying? And um, 
yeah, it was just like one of the, the greatest experiences I could ever ask for. They sent me some some merch. So I got some freebies. Wow. Full circle. Yeah. Full circle to when you couldn't afford it. Now you're getting it for free. I'm getting it for free. And they still sending your boy shit. So I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, no, it was just, it was truly a moment that I would cherish forever. And then I met him a second time at the Jupiter auction. And he remembered you. And he remembered me. And it was, I was like, I was about to introduce myself. I was about to do the whole thing, the whole shtick. And he was like, nah, Mark Griffin, uh, Yankee State, yeah, Vibe Magazine. What's going on, man? I was like, damn, know you by name. You really in there. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Um, that shit blew my mind, bro. Um, but yeah, no, um, the second time I, I like thanked him and everything for just being a, a, a chill dude and being cool. And yeah, that, that's all I could. And for inspiring me, that's I, that's all I ever wanted to do was just thank him. And I got a chance to thank him twice. So, um, yeah, man, that's the, a bridge version as a, a bridge as I possibly could make it. Yeah. Um, while not sacrificing the emotional beats. But yeah, that that was when I met Pharrell. Man, that. So you would would you honestly say like that that beat of sweat him offering you a napkin was that kind of like the moment for you that deepened your appreciation for the Neptunes or was there something else in those conversations that made you appreciate the Neptunes even more when you met Pharrell? I mean, I think it was definitely the 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 humanity, like the the human aspect, the human angle, understanding that, um, you know, hearing. Hearing the song "You Can Do It Too" from in my mind, right? Him and me, listen, me being obsessed with that song, like my whole life. I love that song. I love the message. I love the production. How chill it is, and how calmly he's talking his shit is fire. Um, but just the message of "You Can Do It Too." It's one thing to hear that from somebody that you think you'll never meet, then compared to like hearing that from someone you met twice. And was equally as encouraging, understanding, empathetic, and just genuine as he is on that song. There is something so, I don't know, it's, it's uh, validating, I guess, uh, to have somebody who is a legend of the culture um, be as nice as you initially thought they were. And now, I hope that remains like for as long as they live. Um, I hope I can meet Chad Hugo one day as well. Yeah. Um, and I can get the the human aspect of him is him too. Cause like I adore Chad Hugo's musicianship. It's it's underrated as hell. And I think he deserves most definitely he deserves his flowers because people talk about the Neptunes and they just talk about Pharrell and it's the Neptunes. No, Chad. Neptunes. Yep, Chad Hugo is a huge part. You, you know, know what I'm saying? saying? I'm pretty sure Pharrell would say without Chad, there is no Neptunes, period. Period. So um, to answer your question, though, uh, yeah, I think it was that 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 beat of sweat and him just being like his humanistic answers and, you know, seeing his family there and him being seeing him being a family man, seeing him being a dad, seeing him wear so many different hats within the span of like a, two hours was just like, wow, like this is like the realization that he's a human being meant so much more to me than I guess any music could ever do. 
Like, yeah. cause I, I guess that validates the fact that I can do it because he's, he's not an alien. Like Pharrell's not an alien. Chad is not an alien. No, as much as I think they are, they're definitely human beings that go through trials and tribulations just like the rest of us. And um, while that might be sort of a, like, damn, like it's kind of a letdown, like, damn, my, my goat is, is not a, he's not from Mars or he's not from the, he's not from Neptune. Like, wow, what the hell? Yeah. As much as that might seem like a letdown to some people, I feel like that to me, that made me appreciate them more because just like me, their, their time on earth is numbered. Just like me, they bleed. Just like me, they sweat. Just like me, they pray, they cry. But just like them, I can get up and I can make my dreams come true. So it, it was just a beautiful, encouraging thing for show. No, that's that's beautiful, beautiful of you to say for real. Like they're they're definitely people that not only change like music, but just pop culture in general. So like I'm glad that you know you were you you know you were able to grow up grow you know grow up with them in terms of just how you know the musicality and to be able to like meet Pharrell and to tell him thank you for everything that you've done in my life that's very special so like you know kudos to you for real so are there specific themes or messages within the Neptune's discography that you find particularly resonant uh, and that you aim to amplify through your writing and editorial work? Um, just the passion and the the love for, for music, period. Like that's, um, you can hear their love. You can hear their creativity. You can hear their genuine need to get this music out of them, to get this message, to get these arrangements, these chords out, out of them. And I, I think um, pushing music forward or even pushing it sideways, um, pushing it in any direction, uh is 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 gorgeous to me because it, at least an impact is being felt and so i think that's like the one of the most important things is you know as jalen hurts would say keep the main thing the main thing and they have always kept the main thing the main thing which is the music um yeah pharrell is a fashion icon but the music never suffered because he was getting fly on niggas yeah it never suffered it never lacked never lacked so as 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 fly as he's been his whole career the music is has been undeniable, equally undeniable. Um, Chad going crazy, mastering, going to heaven's end to master chords, to master arrangements, to to flip a sample. Like I admire that so much, um, and so that that genuine passion, the genuine love to want to make sure that this product, whatever I'm doing, whatever it is I'm writing. Uh, whatever it is I'm I'm covering to make sure it's the best that I could possibly make it for my passion for journalism. I if I can have that parallel their passion for music and pushing the culture forward artistically, that's literally all I can ask for. And well, nah, well said, well said for sure. So, Mark, my final question to you is. Why should we give the Neptunes their flowers? Why should we give them the flowers that they deserve? Well, honestly, because them niggas are Neptunes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that boy, right? <laughs> I mean, you know, like, I mean, like, they're, like, all jokes aside, like, they're, they're a soundtrack. Uh, in my eyes, they're a soundtrack for maybe some 
black, a generation of black and Asian kids, right? Because, you know, I'm taking Chad in consideration as well, because you have to. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I don't, I'm not Asian, so I can't really speak for the Asian experience. But I got to imagine just as how many black kids saw Pharrell and said, yo, I imagine Asian kids saw Chad and went, yo, because we're both seeing Pharrell and Chad simultaneously producing for Snoop, simultaneously producing for Hove, Beyonce, Mariah Carey. And it's like, wait, and they were band geeks? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, dog, they, like, they, they single-handedly made something so stigmatized, so dope. And um, I feel like, like I said, they, they, they're a soundtrack for a generation of Black and Asian kids that maybe felt like there wasn't a seat at the you know popular music table for them. Um, and Chad and Pharrell, and even, you know, when we're talking about NERD, even Shay Haley, um, they opened the doors for us. You feel me? Um, like they opened the doors for us to be ourselves and articulate our complexities of like, uh, like the human experience, because, you know, what it means to be black, what it means to be Asian, it's not just one thing, you know, like the, the stereotypical black guy, whatever that looks like to middle America, the stereotypical Asian person, whatever that looks like to middle America, that's not, yeah. we're not a monolith. We're not a monolith. And that's not the whole monolithic experience. So for them to come out with skateboards and guitars and for them to be, you know, Pharrell. Wearing fly shit, cool. wearing baggy clothes and shit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He's a nerd, but he could put on some baggy ass clothes and make them look sick. Like tapping into like that skater mentality because they were all skateboarders and whatnot. And Shay wearing backwards baseball caps and jersey. Like, but they're, you know, on the cover of In Search Of, you see Shay playing the PlayStation. You know what I'm saying? Like that that is the complexities of the human experience that I am forever grateful that I got to see um, diversified through the Neptunes and NERD and everything that they did. And, um, you know, for that, I'm, I'm definitely forever uh, indebted to their work. So why do the Neptunes need their flowers, man? Because they're the Neptunes. For sure. Point blank. Mark, no. thank you, man, for coming on the show and giving the Neptunes their flowers that they absolutely deserve bro let the people know where they can follow you man um you can follow me on twitter instagram uh twitter is mark griffin 27 instagram is mark griffin underscore i don't really be on twitter like that anymore like tweeting yeah like i just peruse and i'm an observer now i'm an observer to the madness i don't really partake in it um but if you follow me i'm pretty sure i'll follow back um, but I'm more active on Instagram for show, so. Man, what a journey this has been. Thank you guys so much for listening to this very special edition of Come Get Your Flowers. First off, I just want to thank the Neptunes for giving us so much timeless music and for showing young Black and Asian kids that it's possible to make it in music, fashion, TV, movies, and many other areas. I want to thank my guests who took the time to talk about their love for the Neptunes. Shout out to Kina Renee, Ricky P, Vaughn Moss, and Mark Griffin. More importantly, I want to give a very special thank you and shout out to Kia Turner for helping me with this. 
You pushed me to do this and I'm absolutely grateful for it. You're a gem and you deserve your flowers again for this. Once again, thank you guys for listening. If you want to hear more things like this, let us know. Other than that, make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Come Get Your Flowers. I'm your host, Deonni Genti, and we'll see you guys next time. Peace.